As we continue worshiping this morning, we invite you to turn in your Bible or Bible app to the words of Psalm 22. Let us receive the word of God. Why, O Lord, do you stand far off? Why do you hide yourself in times of trouble? In arrogance, the wicked persecute the poor. Let them be caught in their schemes they have devised. For the wicked boast of the desires of the heart. Those greedy for gain curse and renounce the Lord. In the pride of their countenance, the wicked say, God will not seek it out. All their thoughts are, there is no God. Their ways prosper at all times. Your judgments are on high, out of their sight. As for their foes, they scoff at them. They think in their heart, we shall not be moved. Throughout all generations, we shall not meet adversity. Their mouths are filled with cursing and deceit and oppression. Under their tongues are mischief and inequity. They sit in ambush in the villages. In hiding places, they murder the innocent. Their eyes stealthily watch for the helpless. They lurk in secret like a lion in its covert. They lurk that they may seize the poor. They seize the poor and drag them off their net. They stoop, they crouch, and the helpless fall by their might. They think in their heart, God has forgotten. He has hidden his face. He will never see it. Rise up, O Lord, O God. Lift up your hand. Do not forget the oppressed. Why do the wicked renounce God? and say in their hearts, you will not call us to account? But you do see, indeed, you note trouble and grief that you may take it into your hands and the helpless commit themselves to you. You have been the helper of the orphan. Break the arm of the wicked and evildoers. Seek out their wickednesses until you find none. The Lord is king forever and ever and the nations shall perish from his land. O Lord, you will hear the desire of the meek. You will strengthen their heart. You will incline your ear to do justice for the orphan and the oppressed, so that those from earth may strike terror no more. Receive what the Spirit is saying. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? Lord, send forth your spirit. Renew the face of the earth and renew this, your servant, as I seek to speak a word that would honor you and strengthen your people. In Jesus' name, amen. Why, O oh Lord, do you stand far off, allowing the proliferation of hate, hate speech, hate crimes, 
champions of hate, spouting hate and violence, spewing bigotry and hatred through airwaves that flow into living rooms and limousines and dive bars, the hateful rhetoric seeping into minds that move bodies to do more violence. Why, O oh Lord, do you stand far off allowing the proliferation of legislation and legislators that do harm, that redline and manipulate, that pander and profit, that ignore what makes for peace and instead rally around the worship of weapons that make it possible to buy a gun and use it for murder that same day, but impossible to register and vote the same day. Why, O oh Lord, do you stand so far off, allowing your beloved vulnerable children to be objectified, fetishized, terrorized, marginalized, demonized, stalked, targeted, assaulted, and killed. Why, O oh Lord, do you stand far off? Why do you hide yourself in times of trouble? In arrogance, the wicked persecute the poor. Their mouths are filled with cursing and deceit and oppression. Under their tongues are mischief and iniquity. They sit in ambush. In hiding places, they murder the innocent. Their eyes stealthily watch for the helpless. They lurk in secret. They lurk that they may seize the poor. They seize the poor and drag them off. Our human capacity for oppression and violence knows no boundaries. It exists in multiple forms and falls upon persons of every kind and color. Each country, culture, or community will have its own flavor or nuance of oppression based on all sorts of factors from Myanmar to Israel to Zimbabwe to the U.S. From kitchen table to board room table. But there are some common threads clearly identified in our scriptures that appear wherever humans are found. Those upon whom violence falls are consistently the vulnerable those on the margins of mainstream white bread, 
fit it in a box society. The poor, the immigrant, the person who looks, sounds, or acts outside of any culturally, socially constructed norm. Oh, and women and children. Basic rule of thumb for oppression. If the person can be used, abused, or taken advantage of, they're fair game. Our own country and culture continues to be exposed for the tapestry of human cruelty, neglect, and injustice that mark both our history and our present moment. This past week, we've been reminded through deadly attack of the anti-Asian bigotry that is part of that tapestry. The ongoing push in so many states across the country for legislation that suppresses voter access is part of that tapestry. The litany of strands that make up the blanket of injustices covering our land could stretch from the mountains to the prairies to the oceans white with foam. Injustice is not all of who we are, but it is part of who we are. Denial of this doesn't make anything better. It makes things worse. And so prophets through the ages cry out in lament, naming the pain and the injustice in their context in order to wake people up. And we need prophets because from age to age, those crying out from the margins or gasping for breath under the boot of the oppressor are ignored, devalued, or dismissed as the noises of ingrates, traitors, whiners, weaklings, slackers, or criminals. We know how easy it is to ignore or to make up excuses to dismiss injustice when we're not the ones directly taking the blows. And the whole system in which we live is designed to help us do just that, to ignore and to make excuses. Walter Brueggemann's scripture-based definition of empire that you've heard me quote many times, describes our context in the United States. Quote, it is rule by a few, economic exploitation, and religious legitimation. And this reality leads to a numbed consciousness of denial. 
a numbed consciousness of denial. Even if we don't mean to, everything around us trains us to ignore the cries of the oppressed and to focus on anything else, mostly just our own daily rounds, just trying to keep up and get by. Brueggemann says, quote, imperial economics is designed to keep people satiated so that they do not notice. Its politics is intended to block out the cries of the denied ones. Its religion is to be an opiate so that no one discerns misery alive in the heart of God, end quote. In other words, the imperial reality distracts, rationalizes, and drugs the populace so that the awareness of suffering and human pain won't get in the way of business as usual and a healthy bottom line for the top 1%. We've explored lament over these last weeks as naming our own pain, suffering, and guilt. Today, Psalm 10 provides an example of a lament that names the pain and injustice against the poor and the vulnerable. The complaint and the charge is hurled against God. Why do you stand far off when wickedness, deceit, oppression, iniquity run roughshod? over your children. In verse 11, the psalmist says of the wicked, they think in their heart, God has forgotten. God's hidden his face. He'll never see it. Then, as Pastor Casey pointed out, and as we've seen in other lament prayers, there is a turn beginning in verse 14 the psalmist cries to God, but you do see. Indeed, you note trouble and grief. The helpless commit themselves to you. You've been the helper of the orphan. You will hear the desire of the meek. You will strengthen their heart and incline your ear. God, you will do justice for the orphan and oppressed so that those from earth may strike terror. No more. The prophetic voice cries out in lament, not only to name the pain and wake people up, but also, as we learned last week, to shake loose memory of God's liberating, new life-giving presence and power. Again, Brueggemann writes, quote, newness comes precisely from expressed pain. Suffering made audible and visible produces hope. 
articulated grief is the gate of newness. And the history of Jesus is the history of entering into the pain and giving it voice. The history of Jesus is a history of lament, giving pain voice. That is the, the gate of newness. Prophet Howard Thurman calls out the perversion of imperial Christianity, that Christianity that is perverted by the powerful and dominant who make of it an instrument of oppression, Thurman clarifies, quote, that Christianity, as it was born in the mind of the Jewish thinker and teacher, Jesus, appears as a technique of survival for the oppressed. Our Christian faith is a technique, a way of survival for the oppressed, not a way to silence or to excuse the oppression of the oppressed. Thurman goes on to say, wherever Jesus' spirit appears, the oppressed gather fresh courage, for he announced the good news that fear, hypocrisy, and hatred, the three hounds of hell, that track the trail of the disinherited need have no dominion over them. Prophetic lament is a way people of faith follow Jesus and enter into the pain of the world and cry out against the injustice in our lives, on our communities, in our church, in our nation, in our world. And we lament not because we're seeking attention or because we're self-righteous or enjoy complaining or seek anyone's destruction, but rather we lament because members of our human family are hurting. And instead of allowing ourselves and others to remain in a numbed consciousness of denial, we are determined to wake up and to do something about it. Perhaps in our lament, we'll begin to hear God turning our question back upon us. Why do you stand so far off? We lament not to stay in sorrow or bitterness, but to reach out and claim and cling to the good news of Jesus, to hold fast to hope, to remember the liberating power of God's steadfast love, and to be given the courage and the strength and the power to participate in the new thing that God is always doing, the new thing for justice, for life, 
for peace, for wholeness, for equity, for the world as it was created to be. We reach out, we cry out in lament so that we might remember to live our lives in the way of Jesus, lives committed to a future where no more backs are against the wall. Let us pray. Merciful God, we confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. We have broken your law. We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors, and we have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Let the people of God say together, Amen. Amen.